Hello, and welcome back to the Sports Roundtable podcast, where we talk about all things Michigan State athletics. I'm your host, Bella Johnson, and today I'm once again joined by Nick Lundberg. How's it going? How's it going? <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Of course. Um, today, got some big basketball news this week. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about next year's team and how we think they're shaping up to be. So obviously, earlier in the week, Tyson Walker announced that he was coming back for a fifth year. And then yesterday, I believe, Millie Call also announced that he was coming back. Yep. Which and are huge. Yeah, those two guys alone, I mean, basically last year, they were two of the, you know, leaders of the team. Um, Malik Call suffered a foot injury that kind of, you could tell, was nagging at him the whole season. So we didn't really see him at 100%, so that's going to be very exciting if he can stay healthy next year to see what he can really do. And then obviously Tyson Walker, you know, the big shot guy, guy you go to at the end of the game to get you a bucket. Um, obviously a huge addition, especially with A.J. once again coming back. Um, so that tandem along with Malik Hall returning is just is going to make for some very, you know, a very deep MSU team next year with everyone coming in and all the people that are staying as well. Um, and just it gives them so many more options um, on offense and defense. So it's just it's going to be very exciting next year. And I know people were debating whether or not they thought Malik Hall was coming back. I didn't really think too much about it. I just felt like he had a disappointing season this year, obviously with the injury, and he wasn't able to play to his full potential. I just kind of assumed that that would make him want to stay another year. So I didn't really think too much about it, um, obviously, it was exciting to see him announce, and I think the you arguably Tyson Walker is the better, more well-rounded player. But I think Malik Hall brings a certain leadership to the team that you can't really like replicate, especially with all of the young guys that are gonna be on the team this year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just so important to have them just for that leadership aspect as well. Yeah, I mean, he was a captain last year. Um, he's been with the program. Obviously, Tyson, it will be his third year since he transferred in, but Malik's, you know, been here from the start. He saw, um, you know, success with Cassius and Tillman when he played with them as a underclassman. And now, um, I mean, past couple of years have been disappointing for Izzo's standards, and I know he's the type of person, Izzo always refers to him when, whenever I see him talk about him as, you know, an OKG and R kind of guy, and, you know, that's a guy who's going to play hard, um, do everything Izzo basically tells him to um, when need be and just, you know, go out there and just make the right plays and do the right thing. And um, obviously with Pierre Brooks leaving, um, that kind of put a little bit of a hole at the forward spot. I mean, you've got two freshmen in Garrick Norman and Cohen Carr coming in who can kind of play that three spot um, and move over to the four. And then you've got the five-star Xavier Booker coming in who's more of a four-five. But you put Malik in at he can play both the three or the four. He can, you know, post you up. He can um, drive to the rim. You know, finish through contact, and he can also when he's open make some shots. So I mean, he gives you obviously with the leadership. He also gives you a lot of versatility on the wing, um, especially with Pierre Brooks gone. So mm-hmm. that just and his leadership for like I said with the all the you know high highly talented freshmen coming in, his leadership and his voice is going to be very big for them um, going forward because. You know, they, they're going to want to have to look up to somebody, and I feel like Malik really is kind of the captain of 
the locker room, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And I know um, some people are talking about a potential Joey Hauser announcement coming. <laughs> I don't see that coming. I Realistically, I think he's, his time is done. I don't think he's going to want to come back for another year. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I saw earlier um, after the season was over a couple weeks ago that he wasn't really, or even before the season ended, that he wasn't really interested in coming back. And I don't blame him for a couple of reasons. One, because like last year, compared to the years before when he was here, was or this past season, compared to the years before this past season, um, he really like found his role and his mm-hmm. niche and just became like one of the go-to guys as to where you know people were fans and were complaining about his... Um, lack of consistency the years before that. And he really kind of stepped up and found his role as a leader on the team last year. And, I mean, there's just so many guys returning. And, you know, the you can only put up so many shots a game with all of these players. And mm-hmm. adding in a guy like Joey Hauser who, you know, can score, like he would obviously be a big weapon on the team. But there's only so much, you know, shots to go around for everyone. And if if Joey was to come back, there wouldn't – like AJ would have less shots, Tyson would have less shots. Um, just guys on the bench wouldn't get as many. Like Akins would have less touches. So I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably good for the development of everyone else that he's not coming back because it allows other players to shine. Um, obviously, like the team would probably become the national title favorite if he did decide to return, just because of all the weapons um, they have. But especially since last year too was his graduate student season, and I feel like. He feels like that he'd be kind of, you know, staying in it for too long if he comes mm-hmm. back for another year. So I, I feel like now is the right time for him to go test, you know, the NBA G League. His brother played there last year. Now is in the NBA doing pretty well for a team that might win the championship in the Celtics. So, I mean, he could, you know, join Sam, join Sam Hauser and on that route, or he could go overseas and probably carve out a decent career over there. So um, he has a lot of options, but I feel like, you know, not returning is probably best for everyone in this yeah, scenario. Absolutely. And I think I he basically went through two senior days. Not officially, exactly. but <laughs> at some point you just got to be like, okay, it's <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> enough is enough. A third might have been a little awkward, but I also like find myself making fun of players who stick around a little bit too long, yeah, so yeah. I feel like I'd be going against my morals a little bit. <laughs> Not make fun of. I just think I'd find it a little odd sometimes when there's like Yeah, you're sticking around a little bit too yeah. long. It's like, come on. <laughs> but like you're we talking about the recruiting class coming in in the fall is I believe ranked number 3 in the country. Yeah, number 3 behind Kentucky and Duke, they, so that recruiting, hold on, I lost the names. Okay, so that class, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It consists of Jeremy Fears, Xavier Booker, Garrick Norman, and Cohen Carr. Um, I've seen, I haven't watched full games that they've played in, but obviously mm-hmm. I've seen clips, and I think they're going to be huge assets next year. Um and obviously with young players, like I don't expect young players to just come out from the get-go and be making huge plays. But I think having those older players to mix in with them and if they hit the ground running once they get here, I think they're going to be huge. Um, I 
don't particularly see them um, spending the same kind of min- like huge minutes on the floor as some people expect them to, just because they are still mm-hmm. fr- going to be freshmen. We've seen this before. Like you had Jaron Jackson come in, Miles Bridges come in, and um, they start. Like these guys are obviously like top five talents in the country. Like we're looking, I'm t- at least in this case, I'm kind of f- focusing more on Xavier Booker, but mm-hmm. people expect them to play all 40 minutes each game, and um, they just expect them to go out there and you know consistently drop 20 points and you know like eight rebounds or something like that. But I mean, these guys are still freshmen. They still have no idea what it means to play in the Big Ten yet. And I mean, it's, the summer is going to be good, especially for Xavier Booker because he is. Definitely on the smaller side when it comes to strength. Um, he's very wiry, very skinny, and he definitely should, you know, look to put on some pounds um, this summer to be able to compete with some of the bigger bodies in the Big Ten. And I mean, he's—I see him more of on offense at least as a wing player because he can step out and shoot it. But on defense, we're going to be able to use his length inside, and once he gets, you know, that kind of strength. Um, Blocking shots, I hope, will be, or it seems like will be a very, you know, um, uh, one of his strong suits on defense. But Mm -hmm. um, I don't expect, a lot of people are kind of expecting him to come in and just, you know, be amazing and play the whole game. But there's so many other guys in this team that, you know, we can give the ball to and they can go get a bucket. And he's going to be, I feel like, more on the back burner. But obviously he has the potential to, you know, do some great things. But you know, Izzo, Izzo's relationship with freshmen has always been rocky, especially mm-hmm. um, like we saw with Jaron Jackson in the NCAA tournament against Syracuse. He didn't play in the second half, basically, um, because of foul trouble. And Izzo didn't really trust him to be out there in that moment because it was kind of a high-stress moment. And honestly, that might not have been the right call at the time, looking back. But um, it's just, you know, what Izzo does, and Izzo's a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I trust him to develop each of these guys the correct way but um I feel like some fan expectations need to maybe simmer a little bit when it comes to seeing these guys out there all the time yeah and I think like obviously um his relationship with freshmen but you also have to think about the fact Tyson Walker is the only person on the roster that came from the transfer portal like these older players are players that came to Izzo as young obviously young players going Mm -hmm. into college and they stuck around. And I think that says a lot about the way that he forms relationships with his players and makes them want to play for him. And obviously like this year, as of right now, the only player that had entered the transfer portal is Pierre Brooks. And I think looking at the roster now, I don't really think that there would have been much time for him to play anyway this year. I think it was the best move for him. But I do. There is something to say about just how many players stick around for as long as they do. And do you think that anybody else is going to enter the transfer portal? The only player I see, there's a. I've heard a lot of talk about Aikens mm-hmm. um, on Twitter, but you know that's just they, Twitter talk. Twitter talk, exactly. And I mean, I I highly doubt Aikens leaves, but I've heard like I've seen stuff on Twitter about him maybe. Uh, fooling around with the idea. And, I mean, you've got Malik Hall kind of – you don't really know what the starting lineup is going to be, but you assume mm-hmm. Jay Nakins is going to be a part of it. Um, and, obviously, Malik Hall and Xavier Booker kind of, 
I feel like are going to be fighting for that four spot. Yeah. Because um, obviously last year, the Hogard walker Aikens trio, the three guards pretty much worked for the most part um, with Walker and Aikens' shooting and AJ's ability to, to deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but one guy I'm looking at is Trey Holloman, mm-hmm. only because there's going to be basically four point guards in the backcourt. Like four, all four guys can play the point guard position. And you're coming in, you're bringing in a five-star point guard in Jeremy Fears, and you you just I, I assume at this point that Fears is probably the better true point guard compared to Holloman, just because of you know what everything he's done in high school. Mm-hmm. And Trey doesn't have doesn't seem to have the best. You know, he still needs to work a lot on his scoring. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's probably the best defensive player we have in the backcourt. Um, I mean, we have a lot of good defensive players, but I feel like he's the most valuable on that end compared to the other guards. But, um, like, he can still run an offense. He's still a valuable player, but it's just not going to be – his role is going to be a lot different than it was from last year. Mm -hmm. And I'm just – I doubt he enters the transfer portal, but I could see a a case where, like, he's just frustrated with his role – um, he wants to be, you know, like a point guard, mm-hmm. and um, obviously it's going to take a while to develop, you know, a consistent jump shot and, you know, develop finishing at the rim better. But we we did see, like, little glimpses of it. Like, he obviously w- will be able to do it down the road if he works mm-hmm. on it enough, but um, that's just, that's the only other guy I see maybe thinking about leaving, but it, he's only a sophomore, like, mm-hmm. he'll... He, He'll have a lot of minutes next year when Walker's going to be gone. Most likely AJ's leaving. So, I mean, he's going to have a lot of minutes with Fears next year. But um, it's going to be interesting to see where his development or what his role looks like this season. Yeah. And I was thinking the same thing. Um, But also, I feel like with that, like, if he is getting that frustration with not getting the minutes he wants, I feel like that might come towards the end of next season rather mm-hmm. than at this moment. Yeah. Because um, obviously, like, I don't assume that Izzo's going into the season being like, okay, this is what it's going to be. Like, yeah. And I think that it's obviously going to be something that they work on over the summer, figuring out who is more well-rounded to mm-hmm. be in that position. Um, and I don't think Trey Holloman is counted out just yet. So in, in that way, I don't really see him – transferring quite yet i think if those are the the reasons surrounding a transfer it'll come next year rather than this year yeah no i i completely get that and i mean you know Izzo loves to fool with lineups basically the entire season um until he kind of finds his niche with one or two um rotations he likes but um yeah i feel like definitely next season um getting ahead of ourselves, but that is more likely the more likely scenario than what I was saying. But um this team is just like absolutely loaded with guards mm-hmm. and it's gonna be everywhere you look, like Tyson can run the point. He did that two years ago. AJ obviously is a great point guard. Jeremy Fear is a five star coming in and then Trey, you know, did some solid things as a guard and mm-hmm. and Izzo loves his point guards. So I mean this team is just gonna be just it's so deep and just so fun and it's going to be 
a great year next year. Yeah, which is a big contrast to this past year because they didn't have the depth. Yeah. Um, that they quite needed. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of going back to Tyson Walker and Malik Hall coming back, I didn't think that the team was set up to be bad next year. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think they would have the capacity. I think it would be a probably a little bit worse than this past year. Um, because that again would be them struggling with depth. They they wouldn't have had the depth. Um, and they would have started um, with the younger players rather than the older ones. So I think if they hadn't come back, the death still would have been great, but I don't think it would be like as outstanding as it's looking at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if Malik doesn't come back, <clears throat> um, I feel like Pierre definitely stays. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, he made some decent strides from his freshman year to last year. Um, but, you know, just with the lack of minutes and the kind of player Pierre is, um, I understand. it was. I feel like it was kind of a mutual agreement on his transfer because, you know, he had some moments where it feels like he wanted to be a bigger part of the offense than he deserved to be mm-hmm. at times. And he's he was a great spot-up shooter. Like, we could have really used – the team could have really used that next year. Um but they still have, you know, Aikens for that kind of thing. And Norman coming in can shoot the ball. And mm-hmm. um, obviously Malik has got a decent shot. And Tyson can is a very good shooter. But, um, you know, a wing guy that can really knock down the three consistently is very um, important in the Big Ten. And he will be missed. But I, especially with Malik coming back now um, and Tyson, and you can move kind of, you know, Aikens to the three mm-hmm. um, and Pierre's kind of spot. Um, there just wasn't enough minutes for him, but I mean, without yeah, without those two guys coming back, this team obviously isn't as deep. I still feel like as talented as the freshmen are, um, and with the development of guys like Kohler and Cooper mm-hmm. and Trey and Sissoko and even Akins, um, like this, te- it would still be a lot better from next year. But I feel like with Tyson and Malik coming back, that they kind of just bump that team bump the team from, you know, they're going to be good, like maybe Elite Eight bound, we'll see, mm-hmm. um, maybe Final Four. But now it's like, okay, you're expecting a Final Four. You're, yeah. you're like, people are like hoping for a national championship now. So it's like the expectations with those two coming back, as they really should be, are a lot higher mm-hmm. um, and just makes for a lot more exciting excitement around the program. You know, even even Magic Johnson was talking about <laughs> Twitter. Magic Johnson's I, Twitter remains undefeated. Magic Johnson's Twitter is so good. He, he was, he's like, this team is not only running for a Big Ten, the Big Ten championship, but also for a national championship. <laughs> uh, he always points out the obvious. And he does. You can't say anything about it because it's Magic Johnson, and that's why he's great. He did call both Malik Hall and Tyson Walker by the right name, though, that's, and that's huge for him. That's a good. That's a big step. <laughs> That's a big step. Yeah, but I'm super excited to see what the team does next year. Um, I think there's going to be some tough decisions in lineup and minutes, and I think those those are going to be some kinks that are going to have to be worked out definitely towards the beginning or at the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, it's it's gearing up to be a good team. It's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to for the development of the big men. Mm-hmm. Um, Sissoko, Kohler, and Cooper, just because obviously, like, 
Kohler was a freshman coming in. Um, doesn't didn't have the best, you know, the the right build, I would say, for the Big Ten. Um, had to learn, you know, kind of the hard way by playing guys like Dickinson and Edie, who mm-hmm. at least Dickinson, they both might be gone next year, which would be big. But um, did Dickinson get picked up somewhere? Not yet, okay. not yet. But um, I mean, you they were he was battling as a freshman those you know top players in the league in the country. Um, Carson Cooper was supposed to be redshirted last year. Mm-hmm. Um, came in, played big minutes in the tournament, um, did some good things. Obviously, as most young players are, kind of look lost at times. But um, he'll, I feel like he'll definitely make a big step forward next year, along with Kohler, and then mm-hmm. um, Madi finally getting um, his feet wet with minutes last year, and now he kind of knows what it's like. And um, he obviously he hasn't been playing basketball for that long. Like he started mm-hmm. in high school and. I mean, every year he just, like, the jump he made from two years ago to last year or to last, you know, last season was very, um, a very big one, even though, like, obviously MSU basketball standards are a lot a lot higher than what, you know, mm-hmm. he was able to put out. But just for his, his personal growth in the game mm-hmm. was, you know, pretty outstanding last season compared to two years ago. So yeah. um, just the development of those three guys, I feel like, are going to be huge for this team going forward. And you could even see it from the beginning of the season to the end, specifically with those three players. The more that they got on the court and they started playing better and better. Um, I'm thinking specifically Carson Cooper during the tournament. I think he had some really good looks and he was not afraid to get pushed around a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I think that's super important, especially for obviously centers and like what we're looking for um, right under the net. And I think that the three of them this next year, I think what we were missing a lot of the season were the, that heavy presence underneath the net. Uh-huh. Um, and I think this upcoming season, it's going to be something that is a strength more uh-huh. than a weakness just as they continue to develop. I mean, they're great players. They were playing great all year. Um, but definitely, arguably, extremely better towards the end of the tournament. Yeah, and I mean, the Big Ten basically was ran by bigs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we're still waiting for Zach Eady if he's staying or leaving, and that kind of, I feel like that's the difference between us sweeping Purdue and us mm-hmm. beating them at home and them beating us at home. Because um, I feel like even with Eady returning and making Purdue like just like just as good of a team as last year, if not better, Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, we're still basically one of the top teams in the Big Ten with this roster. And um, you've got Trace Jackson Davis leaving, um, and he was a guy who absolutely killed us every single season for the past couple of years. And mm-hmm. it's very, very, I'm very glad to see him him moving <laughs> on finally. But um, Boo Booey's moving on as well. Yeah, he, would... I saw that he might come back because oh, he, so? he did the, he remained his el- or kept his eligibility, but still entered his name in the draft. Mm. Um, and obviously, he's a Spartan killer too. But um, we'll see what he decides to do. And then Dickinson most likely is gone. Um, people are maybe talking about him returning, but I, I, I just doubt. I doubt that. And that's obviously another big, big, big ten big man leaving. Yeah. Um, and those are just three guys. I mean, you've got like Rutgers is big. Will be returning, but he's not. One of those elite guys like Clifford Amarie, mm-hmm. um, and then there's just other, you know, solid Big Ten big men. But 
the, that's the one thing we really struggled with against this year. This past season was, you know, um, containing, you know, good big men. And I mean, we didn't really play that many solid big men in the tournament, and we had a lot of success because of yeah. that. Um, and it allowed Mahdi to do things that, you know, maybe like if he was playing against better competition, it wouldn't have. But next year, I mean, I feel like all of those guys are going to be taking, you know, bigger steps in their development. And um, especially with, like I said, the lack of, you know, extreme talent at the big, <coughs> um, at the, you know, five spot next year mm-hmm. coming back in the Big Ten, it's going to be allow our guys to, you know, really shine and have um, bigger impacts on, on games this next season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. This has been the Sports Roundtable Podcast. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts.